everyone. I'm super excited to welcome you to a new podcast episode of Between Books and Baggage. And today I'm especially excited because we're going to talk about solo traveling. I recently went on a weekend trip to Berlin. And if you want to hear more about my adventures, you should definitely stay tuned. Hi, everybody. I am super excited for this new episode. I just finished my first exam here in Maastricht. I am currently on exchange in the Netherlands, as most of you already know. And yeah, today was exam day. And I think I will do kind of like a review of period one. Um, because here it's actually quite interesting. The semester is divided into periods and not only semesters. So basically you have the exam at the end of seven weeks instead of at the end of everything. And yeah, basically, I just finished my first ever course. And if you want to know more about that, you will have to wait for the next episode. Because today, I will actually be talking about something completely new. I did some solo traveling. I went to Berlin, the beautiful capital of Germany, and it was amazing. So today, I will talk you through my experience. What is it like solo traveling? Actually, my friend Lena, Lena Wongskin YouTube, if you want to check her out, she just uploaded a video where she went solo hiking in Switzerland. And the video is actually really great. And she addresses kind of like the stigma around solo traveling, which I think she did amazing. So absolutely go check her out. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk you through a bit of my experience because I am quite a frequent solo traveler, I would say. The first time I ever went solo somewhere abroad was when I think I was 14 and I went to Nice in France to learn some French. Um, and basically, yeah, it was, that's kind of when I fell in love with traveling because I met these, I was in a host family and my host sister, she was from Sweden, an elderly woman, she was about Elderly woman is a bit much, but <laughs> she was a lot older than me. Um, and she told me about how she fell in love with the language. And that's the first time that I noticed if I learn a foreign language, I can actually talk to new people. I can share my experiences. I can be really excited about getting to know other people and other cultures. I can have this kind of transcultural dialogue. We're at that one again. <laughs> um so yeah, kind of that's when I fell in love with different with, with meeting different people, with connecting with other cultures, with learning about um, other ways of living. And since then, I have done quite a bit of traveling. I went to other places in France. I went to Great Britain, where I did another language say. Um, I, my first ever solo traveling was within Switzerland. I went to Neuchâtel um, and stayed there for three days. And it was Honestly, it was a blast. Maybe I'll tell you something about this because I had a lot of fun actually um, meeting random people, really, I, the most random people. <laughs> um, but it was lovely. And I've been to Vienna as well. And today I will be talking about my experience solo traveling to Berlin. First and foremost, what do I love so much about solo traveling? It's For me, it's really about the freedom, the freedom to explore any random tiny street that I can find, the freedom to sleep in and stay up as late as I want, to rest and read and draw however long I like. For example, the other day I found this super cute church because I was um, alone. I simply sat down, took out my drawing board and I was drawing the church. And now I have this super cute drawing in my book, which will forever remind me of the time I've 
brick and drew a church. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's those little moments with myself when I can just decide, okay, I want to do this and then I'll do it. And this gives me, it honestly, it helps me to find a lot of security within myself because I know, okay, I can take care of myself. I can securely bring myself from one place to another. Um, and yeah, and finally, what is of course a big plus as well, I can take as much time as I want to explore every single bookshop in Berlin that I could find. <laughs> and there was a lot of those. So yeah, it was, it was honestly amazing. Let's start at the beginning. First and foremost, I had some difficulties reaching Berlin because the German train system is not the most reliable one. There were a lot of delays and in the end I had to... Uh, I reached Berlin at 3am in the morning and it was a pain to say the least, but I made it and that's why I was happy. And I met a lot of really, really nice people on the way. So I took the train from Maastricht to Herzogenrath um, and that's already where the first train was delayed by an hour. Um, so when I finally reached Düsseldorf from that train, I had to wait another two hours because there's huge construction going on between Düsseldorf and the next biggest city, I believe. Um, so all of the trains in that area were delayed by a lot. And um, when I finally found a regional train that would get me from Düsseldorf a bit further, um, we actually got asked to leave the train in the middle um, and would have, should have, could have... <laughs> Uh, taken Ersatzverkehr. Basically, they would have sent buses so we could reach the next bigger train station and then continue our journey. However, that didn't really work and we were waiting at this random tiny town for the buses, which didn't come. And in the end, I just decided to... Uh, right behind me, there were some British people also getting really enough by the train, by the train system. They turned out to be the nicest guys ever. Um, one of them was a... He's currently doing his PhD at, um, in Germany and his friend came to visit him and they went to Düsseldorf for the day um, and their journey has been severely interrupted as well. So the three of us decided to get a taxi from this small town right after Düsseldorf to Essen so I could reach my last train that would leave to Berlin that night. Um, and yeah, we talked a lot on the on the journey it was so much fun also the driver was a super chill dude and it was dude i never said dude <laughs> also the driver was super nice and we made it i um, ran to catch my train after but i finally made it and since that train also had a delay i shouldn't even have run <laughs> it was a mess honestly and all of the other people that were sitting in the same train they were also they were so annoyed at at some point but that actually helped to talk to some people and right next to me there was this super nice German couple um they seemed to be in their mid-50s I would say and then they told me all about their travel to Dublin and Ireland and I could chat a bit about them chat a bit with them because I've also been to Ireland this summer and it was just it was honestly a lovely ride thanks to them and of course I was reading a, a lot as well so it wasn't that bad. It was just really unnerving to to have this kind of delays throughout the journey. Uh, yeah. So when I finally reached Berlin, it was about one a.m. and I ran to the to the info box. Um, three men took me in to help me navigate the Berlin 
uh, main station <laughs> um, and they helped me file in the complaint so that I would get my money back because it's really unacceptable. That was three more hours than I had planned. Um, but yeah, I made it and I was super happy. And then I had to find out how to navigate the tram system in Berlin. And that also, that was also a whole journey. <laughs> I mean, it was 1am, I was tumbling through the early nights of Berlin, it was a Friday evening, so everybody was out and about drinking at Spätis, um, those small kind of 24-7 shops, I think that you could compare them to 7-Elevens, but they're individually owned and um, private 7-Elevens in a way, um, so all the people were having living their best lives, and I was sitting there with my sports bag, completely done with my life after this journey um and i had to change trams three times and until i finally understood which one i had to take and in which direction it would go of course at 2 a.m in the morning the trams don't come as frequently as well and i was super cold and it was ah, <laughs> a journey but then at 3 a.m i finally made it to the hotel i got my keys i fell in bed and i was just sleeping and i slept in till the next morning at 12 so that was my journey to Berlin. Now let's start with what I actually what actually happened in Berlin. <laughs> I promise it gets better from now because well I mean the the journey back was also not that much fun but Berlin itself it's such a beautiful city. It is so rich in historical anecdotes. You can see history everywhere you walk. Um and it's it's crazy to to imagine how many people have lived their lives before you in this in these really ancient roads and it's it's honestly it's super cool so I switched my tourist mode on um, I took the tram to Alexanderplatz and of course I first had to see the Berlin Tower the Fernsehturm I had to see the Rathaus I had to see the church I had to see the dome and I kind of made since I was traveling alone I made a little challenge for myself I said to myself I would ask five strangers to take pictures of me um, because first I want to queue pictures from Berlin <laughs> and second to get a little outside of my comfort zone. It's honestly not as frightening as I thought it would be. The people were mostly super nice and oftentimes you could exchange pictures because there's a lot, especially in these tourist hotspots, there's a lot of people also wanting uh, to take photos and they don't really have people with them to professionally take photos, of course. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. The first... Um, the first couple that I asked was in front of the, in front of the Rathaus, um, and those turned out really sweet, as well as with the, with the Fernsehturm behind. Um, then I went over to the dome, and I was not even in front of the direct dome, I was more like next to the Humboldt Forum, um, and there I met this random lady who didn't really take that much pictures, but then I noticed this guy who was standing there also kind of looking for someone to take pictures. And he was like, photography, um, as he told me, was kind of his hobby. Uh, his name is Hamid and he's honestly great at taking pictures. He kind of made this spontaneous photo shoot with me. He asked me to like flip my head. <laughs> it was super sweet. Um, and then I also, of course, took some pictures for him. We exchanged um, Instagram and we would have met up if I hadn't um, had plans for the next day already. But yeah, he was he was really, really nice. Um, so yeah, for, for experiences like this, you kind of have to get out of your shell a little bit. Um, the next one was actually in front of the Berlin Dome. I met this Lebanese 
couple they want they actually asked me to take pictures for them and then i just asked them to return the favor and these photos turned out so good as well because the the guy he turned out to be a professional photographer and you could just tell that he's doing this for a living because the angles were all right um he kind of positioned my hand a little bit differently and it just turned out really really great um and then the next one was at the brandenburger tour um this very famous uh kind of arc in berlin where i saw a woman trying to take selfies selfies with her umbrella i mean the whole day it was kind of uh raining and i did this exact same <laughs> just a couple minutes before and i that's why i knew what a hassle it was to kind of try to hold your umbrella up over your head so you don't get wet you don't get your camera wet as well um but simultaneously take a selfie and find an angle that does not include your umbrella but does include the button bogato and it was just it was a whole thing and she had the cutest pink umbrella actually so when i offered to take some pictures of her she was really grateful and then she also took some of me and we could exchange umbrellas so i actually had the pink umbrella which matched my lipstick at the day um so yeah that was that was really sweet as well <laughs> um and that was five in this first thing so i continued my journey to the berlin art market and honestly these artists in berlin it's such an artist artistic city as is but the people that are currently doing the art in berlin in this specific art market um which actually happens every weekend i think they were so good there were some serious talents underneath these um tents and it was the coolest thing to see it so then i decided to have a currywurst because you can't travel to berlin and not eat a currywurst we actually had to um there's this book in german which is called the erfindung der currywurst uh, translating that would be the the invention of the currywurst and as i read this in high school i really needed to try a berlin currywurst because that's really important for um literary reasons of course <laughs> Um, so yeah, I had this currywurst at the Berlin Art Market. I had a view to the Humboldt Forum, which is this huge university building. And it was just lovely. The currywurst, also, it's a lot better than any of it that I've had previously. And also, after the trip to Berlin, I actually decided to be vegetarian again. So this will probably be the best one I've had, I will have had in quite some time. So yeah. <laughs> Um, after the Humboldt Forum, I went to the library, the Preußische Akademie der Wissenschaften, which is the Prussian Academy of Sciences, basically. And that library was also really impressive. They had a um, this kind of inner circle. So you, you go inside the first door, but it's still open. There's no um, roof over your head. And that was just the prettiest, 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 prettiest view ever they had such amazing architecture and then you actually went inside the library which i couldn't because i'm not a student at the um berlin university but i catched some sneak peeks and it was it was lovely so then i saw the reichstag and the bundestagsgebäude which was also really cool the architecture is also quite interesting because on the one hand you have this really historic monument of a building and then the building right next to it is actually really modern and with built with a lot of concrete and glass and you could kind of see some people walking through walking around through the glasses uh, through the, the windows and that was really interesting to maybe see some politicians 
Um, yeah, and then to my challenge from before, I actually had two extras because two boys in front of the train station wanted me to take pictures for them, which of course I reversed again. Um, the main train station in Berlin, they have this these really cool buildings and from a bit of afar it looks really cool so I was standing on this bridge and the the two guys took some pictures and it actually reflected quite well because again my red lipstick matched the logo of um, Deutsche Bahn which is the German train company um, so that was actually also quite funny and yeah and then the day was almost over I did a lot of sightseeing so I wanted to eat out and eating out alone is also a very peculiar thing if you're not used to it. I remember the first time I ever went solo traveling and wanted to eat at a restaurant. I ditched it and instead got something to for takeaway so I could eat it next to the to the lake, which was also quite nice. But there's a certain kind of almost fear, I, I wouldn't call it fear, but definitely some respect towards sitting into a restaurant and eating alone. Um... But honestly, now that I've done it so many times, I love the feeling because you have so much time suddenly to read a book. I That specific night, I decided to draw on one of the complaint letters that I um, sneaked away from Deutsche Bahn. <laughs> and I kind of drew what I experienced that day. And it was just the most... The, the most beautiful evening again it was super nice to just sit there let my thoughts wonder what did I experience all day um, I was eating at Rovegan. oh my god the best udon noodles of my life so far it was a vegan place um, but they they make food that is insane I later on checked out their Instagram which has really professional pictures as well and you definitely have to go there if you ever go to Berlin you have to eat at Rovegan in um, I think it was Bernauerstraße, if I remember correctly. Uh, so yeah, that was that was insane. Seriously, you have to go there. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then later on, I decided to order some dessert, which was a mango lassi. I really loved that as well. It was it tasted super fresh. And then two locals actually joined the table next to me, and I could listen to what their lives are are like in Berlin. They actually live here, they have jobs here, they have friends here. I heard all of the gossip around their their around their friend group and it was just so much fun. So yeah, you definitely have to eat out, eat out at Rovigan if you ever get a chance. And after this really filling meal, I went back home and went to sleep. So this was day one. I hope you enjoyed this first part of my adventures. And if you want to hear part two, you should definitely leave a rating. Oh my god, that's so cringe. <laughs> um, no, I would actually be really excited. I recently found out that we have already 50 listeners on this podcast, which is insane to think. If you fill a room with 50 people that listen to you, that's kind of scary almost. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Bye. I wish you a lovely day and join me for part two. Bye guys. <laughs>